your guarantee. I was really fucking bummed out. My number one team in the KHL Dynamo just absolutely got fucking embarrassed, bro. Embarrassed. Just goes up 3 nothing, and just – I always compare them to the Bruins where they just have an incredible top line and then just very sparse after that top line. It, it completely showed. It was the ugliest shit. They ended up losing 6-3. to three. Six unanswered goals. And I was depressed, and it was the worst day ever. But thank God, Tyreek Hill's been watching film. <laughs> and I don't even need to tailor fade this. Uh, he thinks Tua Tungavailoa is the mo- one of the most accurate QBs in the NFL. And the Chiefs dynasty is crumbling. The one-ring dynasty, Angel. All right, so I've been doing a lot of soul searching these last couple of days. Let's get Tyreek out the way right away. You really should have made a reel. That would have done numbies. Oh, my God. Um, 30 million, you know, you can't, you can't give that up for sure, especially when you're a selfish, self-centered, four-flat, receiver that thinks he's better than every receiver out here and honestly he's a one-trick pony throw it deep good to go throw it to him in space he might be able to burn someone up do we not if we can look at the numbers yeah Tyreek Hill did great numbers not like anything he did before you know why because they still play a safety 30 yards back can Tua get you the ball? Can Tua really get you the ball? Now, when you're getting paid $30 million, guess what? Hey, this is sign here. What's that say at the bottom? Oh, you can't make no bad comments about Tua. That's what it says at the bottom. So you go out there and make it seem like we have the new Mahomes. Whatever. Listen. You say not whatever, bro. You say, this you is say one ring story. dynasty. You say one ring dynasty, okay? You say one ring dynasty. That's fine. But Vegas is going all in. Broncos is going all in. Miami's going all in. A lot of teams are going all in. What's one team that's really just kind of hanging back? The Kansas City Chiefs. Now, who moves off guys just in time? Who does it? Who is the best at moving off a guy when they need big money, knowing damn well they just that's just not it? Who does it the best? Jay, come on now. 
That'd, that'd be Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. A true dynasty in this NFL. The big horse that was there, Tom Brady, for sure. Hell yeah. Who did he throw to? Can you name a true fucking receiver that he throw to to get six rings his whole career? Can you name them? No, you can't. There's a list of 45 receivers that were all there for Tom Brady to help. Does Patrick need Kels or Hill? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Does he have the power to throw it to Hill better than most of the guys? Yeah. If he would have went to Buffalo, Denver, something crazy where there's a strong arm quarterback, which it makes sense, that's fine. But he's not. What he's did we get home, out of the bro. deal? He's going home. That's Here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. The Chiefs apparently offered him the, the 30 million. Oh, yeah. But what happened? No, they didn't no, they didn't offer him 30 million. There's no way they offered him 30 million. Where the I, fuck? No. I was told that the I was I read that the Chiefs made a very comparable offer to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Six million less than 30. He was gonna make 24 million. Devontae 28. And that was it. But what happened? Hill's agent was like, hold on, bro. Let's wait. Because right now there's a competition. Wait. Devontae Adams got his money. As soon as that happened, the agent Hill stopped answering the phone. They stopped answering the phone. Like that 24 is just not okay. We cannot deal with 6 million less. Selfish. That's fine. He'll be throwing his helmet by week eight. I'm okay with that. We got one, two, three, four, five picks. Two, uh, three picks a, in the top fifty. As a as a Patriots fan, I would I would not guarantee that you will pick a number one wide receiver with that pick. No, no. it's not as easy as people make it seem. <laughs> That's what I'm really crazy nervous about. Because now you brought hey. in Marquise Valdez Scantling. Three years, $30 million. Three years, $30 million. You got the Packers' number one receiver. And, hey, that's good, you know? Well, that's number one Packers receiver in week, in week 14 when Devontae wasn't playing. But yeah, number, number one, one receiver, receiver when everyone was hurt? Number one receiver for the Packers. Now, am I okay with the trade with that signing? I don't know, man. Byron Pringle could have cost you six. Valdez is costing you ten. You're making these moves. You need to bring in a defensive piece. You have who's, not done that yet. Who's your number one receiver right now? Number one receiver right now, McCole Hartman, because he has the most time with Patrick and timing and shit. Other than that, bro, you thought you thought Tyreek Hill dropped the ball. Marquez Valdez Scantling has some Troy Williamson vibes. That man could drop a wide open fade ball like it's nobody's business. Yeah. Especially yeah. like, here's the thing, man. Whatever. Keep your baby goat. He throws those off angle balls for no reason. And they take time to catch. Tyreek still dropped a bunch of them. Yeah. I mean, hey, yeah. He'll have a lot of questionable drops this year. Remember that when he goes to Miami, okay? This will hurt Travis Kelsey. A significant amount. He's and if we dumb. talked about last year, we talked last year, why can't the Chiefs just be easy? 
take what's given to him. Short, exactly. intermediate routes. We got receivers. I, don't, I think it. you might have an opposite issue where now the Chiefs don't have that personnel. But they're going to be like, hey, Marquez Valdez Scanley got to burn somebody so we can get these safeties down. Because here's the thing even when Tyreek was dropping the ball, hey, Randy Moss affected the game. Don't doubt that safety over the top. Yeah, they'll put a safety over the top, but that safety's not somewhere else. Yeah. That safety over the top was about five touchdowns and 180 yards for Travis Kelsey. Oh, no, I, I get what your point is with Hill, but don't forget we have a guy in McCole Hartman that could run the same speed as Hill, and Valdez Scanley runs a 4-3. Guys that could blow it over the top. What have we said all year, all offseason? There's plenty of receivers in this draft that run 4-2, 4-3s. We got two of them on this roster. You got a guy that runs a 4-6. Yeah, but there's, a, but there's a scale. And oh, it's yeah. John Ross, Troy Williamson, Tyreek Hill. <laughs> no. Randy I Moss. Totally get it. You got, you got to hope you're on the right end of that spectrum. A lot of 4-2 <laughs> people, real fragile, too. Oh, no. I totally get the, the, the risk and the reward. If you, if you go full defense in the first two rounds, your first, those first five pit. well, you have five picks in the first two rounds? No. We have three picks in the top 50. And then after that, it kind if of scat- all three of those picks are, say you go. Edge rusher for sure. You need one. If you go, let's say you go edge rusher, safety, cornerback. Are you going to be happy watching yeah. defensive football? Yeah. Yeah, because Mahomes will always be in the game. Mahomes will always be in the game. If the defense could go out there and make stops, Mahomes can score with his offense. We don't need a lot. We need an edge and some depth. All right? You bring in a Gilmore, that's a true piece. That's a key piece to that whole defense. Now you have a defensive leader. You got Justin Reed over the top. You got Ward over the top. Guys that that played in the league, played well, now they're here. We're fine. Is Patrick Mahomes really that dude, or is he kind of lame as fuck? Um, he's we, that dude. We talked about how dude. we we talked about how how shitty his style is when he's designing shoes how Um, terrible his logo is and how irritating his family is bro do you think there's gonna be some patty mahomes blowback um you know he got blowback he got blown he got blowback last year when the team wasn't playing well like oh shit everyone jumped the gun mahomes is not that good Oh, no, this, this defense is struggling. We still ended up with 12-4. and four. Like, we're a good team. Hill was a key piece. You're right. Bro. But replaceable. Give me Sportsbook <laughs> Angel. Give me your AFC West odds, futures odds, to win the AFC West. Because here's the deal. The AFC West was not this shitty last year. Yeah, a lot of people, oh, Justin Herbert's going to be that dude. Like, 
if you I saw something today, they were breaking down like the the offensive weapons. I think the Chiefs might have the fourth best set of offensive weapons in the league. <sighs> yeah, I mean the AFC West. Sorry, not the league. But the but the best quarterback in the division. But the best. I mean, it's really on Sleep the home, on Derek man. Carr, bro. I mean, I no doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Let's go ahead and put him to sleep, tuck him in, and all that. Don't don't give me this Derek Carr bullshit. The babyest goat. Listen, how I see it right now is just like this. And you're gonna look at me and go, what the fuck? Broncos plus 250. Chiefs plus 250. Chargers plus 275. Raiders plus 300. Yeah, we're down the scale a little bit. We're down the scale a little bit because I we honestly, haven't made the defeat. The draft is going to make a big difference. Big difference. I mean, here's the thing, man. The and the Chargers. I think, be- I think if you put Patrick Mahomes on any other team in the AFC West, they become the favorites. I don't know if I have them as the favorites right now. No, because I, I think. Patrick Mahomes is going to have to prove it big time with this lineup because when things have not gone perfectly for Mahomes, he improvises, but man, does he take chances. And that's cool because Tyreek will bail you out more times than not. You throw a risky ball to Tyreek, he'll break two tackles because he's got that like all muscle short sprinter, low to the ground, hard to hit. You Mm -hmm. got Travis Kelsey who will bail you out. Man, when that safety comes down hard and people aren't as afraid of Juju, ooh, that could be that could be a different look for Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. And I don't think that the Chiefs are done yet in free agency when it comes to receivers. There's still a couple guys out there that don't have a home, both of them ex-Browns. <laughs> and they, you know, bring them in. You know, Valdez Scanley's contract is not that bad. It's something that could still be moved around and we could bring in another piece. I don't know if you want to draft a guy because Mahomes doesn't want a rookie receiver. He doesn't. But when you, if you get a uh, Jameson Williams or if you get a uh, Chris Olave from Ohio state, it's not bad. You got guys that are crisp route runners. And that's what I really think that Mahomes needs. He needs a guy that's a crisp route runner and the guy's going to be there, that's fine. All the improvising and all that other shit, that's cool. That's why Tariq is deadly, because he runs his route, then he runs something else, and he gets the ball. I don't Mahomes know an Andy Reid offensive receiver who has been a true crisp route runner that has been successful in that offense. T.O. wasn't bad, bro. Not bad. <laughs> I'm just good. I'm just saying, man, I think that this is going to be – I mean, I think Andy Reid is an overrated coach who has gone into great scenarios with great athletes. When you can sign a T.O., a Hall of Famer, you have Donovan McNabb, also a potential Hall of Famer. You have Brian Westbrook, Hall of Famer. You draft Deshaun Watson, speed. Like, those are the type of guys he needs. So he drafts well. He had that. So he drafts well. He doesn't draft. I mean, 
he has a say, of course. And he when just he walked Hall in, of Famers that were under Andy Reid's uh, coaching. Yeah, they when they can draft his type of players. I'm saying right now, I don't think you have his type of players. I don't know his his offense does not change. I mean, yeah. That's why I wanted the enemy out so you could have an OC that would challenge him a little bit. But hey, you know what? We're here. I guess. I don't want to be here, but we're here. Welcome to Money Back Guarantee. My name is Angel, and no money on the Chiefs is guaranteed at all at this moment. But I'm, I'm with Jay. I'm not putting any on. Yeah, I'm with Jay here, my wonderful host, and he's going to keep. Any chance he gets to talk about this trade, but hey, I mean, you really just have to respect the Patriots dynasty, keeping everybody together, reloading. Hopefully, we can still do it, and Malcolm Butler has something left in the tank. Probably not, but whatever, you know, <laughs> expectations were low, and they stay low. <laughs> All right, that, hey, man, that. People talking about the AFC West. Don't sleep on that AFC East. What is it? Minus 316 for the Bills to win that division? <laughs> like, it's not even a race. Uh, did you check today? Oh, what was it today? I don't know. Three, minus 300. <laughs> <laughs> the Bills are going to run. Hey, man, Bills are, Bills are tough. Y'all definitely could fight for that wild card spot. Definitely there. I mean, again, you're also sleeping on Miami because if they go if they go into this season with no real backup for Tua, I'll be shocked. Like they need to be bringing in somebody. Like if Baker Mayfield gets cut, they need to offer him a contract the next day. Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, out starter this year or last year, bro. That's. Just an absolutely fucking horrible idea. Like, again, I don't understand why they went out and got Tyreek Hill if they're not going to use Tyreek Hill. Like, you need to go out and get someone with a, who can, like, stretch the field with his arm. Instead, you have maybe what I would say two of the bottom five arm strength quarterbacks in the league. Yep. Pretty so, I much. mean, unless you're just going to be Mr. Screen, Mr. Crosser, like, I don't. I think you are you are missing out on a massive opportunity. And I know uh, their new coach is real good at putting people into place where they need to be, but my favorite new head coach, Mike Badanos, is great. <laughs> it's great. Mike him up every game. <laughs> but no, I uh minus yeah, two hundred. Oh, minus two hundred. There you go. Patriots are plus 400. Dolphins are plus 440. Different quarterback, that's probably different. Uh, this is Barstool Sportsbook because, again, our book doesn't offer odds that are up to date. Uh, but they have Chiefs plus 155, Chargers plus 240, Broncos plus 260, Raiders plus 675. Okay. Chiefs are really, really good even with the pieces they brought, only because Patrick Mahomes is on the team. Face the other side. The part that Patrick Mahomes can't control, and we will do just fine. 
I can't wait for the Gilmore signing. It's going to happen. Stephon Gilmore to the Chiefs, four years, 50 mil, something crazy like that. It'll be like two million this year, 30 next year, some shit like that. I don't know. Yeah, I love how you bring up Bill cutting guys before they go bad, and then you want to sign Gilmore. Well, he wanted Gilmore. He wanted Gilmore to stay, but Gilmore didn't want to stay. So that's a difference. That's a difference. Butler, uh, that's a true fuck you. I don't want you here. You're not even playing in the Super Bowl, bud. Like, you you have ended your career here. Now he's going back. Hey, man. I uh, If not that, if you could bring Tyron back, that'd be perfect. I feel like he's a little bit uh, a little bit more pissed off. Oh yeah, he's. I, I don't I don't think you got him back. I mean, if you offer him some good money, man, people don't want to sell their homes and move and all that other shit. Kansas City's great. I hope. <laughs> it's cheaper in Kansas City, you know. Market value, all that other shit, you know. More bang for your buck. No, but. Yeah, football's fun. The draft is in Kansas City this year. So Kansas City Chiefs will be getting another draft pick. Add that on top of everything else. Drafts in Kansas City, man, you want to go? Six hours, not a bad drive. Uh, They legalize gambling, we can talk. Oh, they're almost there, trust me. (laughs) Now! Now that we'll, I'm sure we'll touch about football here and there, but we have another great news in a different sport, and I can't wait to see your face when they when I say this. Kyrie Irving is now eligible to play in New York. The private sector has now pretty much said, "Fuck it, we're good." The MLB lockout's done, and the Yankees just slipped us a big check, so we're yeah. just gonna go ahead and disappear. Kyrie Irving is back in New York. We'll be playing. What do you think about the Brooklyn Nets now? Uh, we'll see. I mean, they're definitely contenders. I I mean, when Kyrie's played, he's looked really good. There hasn't been any rust that I can see. But, again, he's, he's also not a big guy. He's had some injury issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see with only, what, eight games left? Um, 10, I think. 10? Yeah. How, uh, how they get him ready to go. I think if they can get a favorable bracket where a favorable draw where they can close out the first series in four, maybe Kyrie doesn't have to play heavy minutes. Hmm. That would be ideal. I think the bigger issue is you traded for, uh, Ben Simmons. And he apparently now has back issues. Yeah, that's tough. That deal is looking more and more like One the body. Sixers won it than yeah. Yeah, Brooklyn. Because sure. I, I definitely thought we would see a Ben Simmons sighting by now. Yeah, they're not even – they're not sure if he's even going to play this year, which is very, very interesting. Um. But, yeah, Kyrie coming back, that's major. I think that's truly major. 
he has 10 games to prepare himself through and through because then you're going to go into two games that you can't lose. If you are the A seed, you can't lose that. And then you got to win again to give yourself a seven seed. See if you could stay away from uh, Miami Heat, which we will definitely get to them. They have something very, very special going on over there. But with both, with Durant playing well, Kyrie now 24-7 good to go, and Seth Curry playing well. I mean, Drummond is a big help down there. I mean, hey, they got some pieces around that still can produce while Ben Simmons getting his shit together, which I really hope you would see him in the first round of the playoffs. That would be great to go back to where everything started falling apart and he stopped shooting. He just gets back there and starts shooting well. <laughs> oh, yeah, shit. I, I keep forgetting that. I thought Brooklyn was higher. I keep forgetting they're technically in the play-in tournament. So, yeah. I mean, them getting – they really need to get up to that seven seed so they can avoid traveling to Toronto. And yeah. Like Dude, it, that shit. They could really benefit from winning out. Yeah, because if you go to Toronto now, you only have Kyrie in Brooklyn. Yeah. And that's going to be super tough because Toronto, granted, is a team that plays good, fundamental team basketball, and that ISO shit isn't what they do. So, like, it's top-tier defense you need, and Kyrie's a guy that could do that with Seth over the top. Yeah, and if not, you got to go to Charlotte or Atlanta, and or you got to play Charlotte or Atlanta, and neither one of those are. Those are I mean, not worried, but again, you're just putting more miles on Kyrie when, because I think you need him to to win those games. I don't know that you can necessarily guarantee Kyrie doesn't play. I think that's a, like a a minus one eighty money line for Brooklyn. Yeah, I don't think it's minus three fifty. Yeah. Um, what a story that would be if they lose in the play-in tournament and the Sixers are just moving on with James Harden now. The trade would be looking ridiculously bad. It looks bad now because James Harden is like fucking – granted, he was hurt for a while, but back now and they're doing their thing. They just blew out the fucking Lakers. Or the, was it Lakers? Yeah. Not even a blowout, bro. They won by eight. They didn't even cover. No, LeBron. Yeah, which I, I'm I'm woke on that. I think LeBron knew that they would probably like do something like try to put him beat on him, or somebody who's good defensively, and he wants to keep his points per game up so he can still win the scoring title. My man's on the case. He's playing the odds, making sure he's good to go. Oh yeah, coach. My my knee's real sore. Can't go. Can't go in. I've been doing forties and fifties, man. I need a break. <laughs> oh man, yeah. And also, let's get into it, man. Jimmy Butler in the Miami Heat. What a fucking spectacle last night. My goodness. Now, now that uh the dust settled, we're getting a little more details about what happened. Now, do you Jimmy believe Butler, Jimmy? 100%. Jimmy ain't never lied to me. Jimmy 100%. Now, Jimmy Butler is very upset that they lost on Monday. A very shitty loss. And then they're in the middle of a game with the Warriors where they're down. 
And Spolstra says, Jimmy, you're not playing defense or something like that. And Jimmy responds back or some shit. And I believe he said uh, he and Udonis Haslam only have careers because of Dwayne Wade. Oh, I did not know that. But in the middle of the huddle, you can read. I sent you that this morning, and I believe I said Jimmy Butler is my favorite player. (laughs) Jimmy Butler made the oldest player in the league an OG, like a guy that most people, guy who the last time he played actual minutes got a technical and got thrown out within five minutes. Yeah. A 50-year-old head coach. Both want to throw hands in the middle of a game. Yeah. Well, my boy, hey, shout out to Kyle, Kyle Lowry. He's trying to call a second timeout in the middle of a time, <laughs> trying to settle this down. But you read Pat, Coach Pat, Pat mouth. taking notes. Oh, yeah. Coach Bo says, what, do you want to fucking fight me? In the middle of the huddle, Haslam comes in and goes, I will beat your ass. I will beat your ass. And it spills onto the court. Coach Bo throws a fucking clipboard. Great clipboard throw. In the No, 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 no. He ain't stupid. That shit hit Butler. It's really a fight. He threw it in the direction of Butler, straight to the ground. He's not dumb. Keeps chasing him down there. And now the next thing to come out is, you're crazy. I knew you were crazy. (laughs) That is the best line. That is... Jimmy Butler, if Jimmy Butler had an NBA tombstone, that's what it is. Jimmy Butler, you're crazy. I knew you were crazy. <clears throat> but the best part about this whole thing. Number one team in the East. Number one team in the East. Jimmy Butler was not subbed out or sent to the locker room. And he went on like a 10-0 run by himself. <laughs> they did eventually lose the game. And at the end of the game, everyone's like, what, what are you talking about? What fight? What are you, what, what's going on? Whoa, 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 whoa. From where? Me and Jimmy, we're great. <laughs> downplay the whole thing, which is smart. You're the he number one. The da- he played downplayed the whole thing. <laughs> I mean, Jimmy Butler came with receipts. Jimmy <laughs> was like, oh, yeah. I told, I said what I said. <laughs> well, Coach Bo, respectfully. Tried to downplay it. The rest of the team tried to downplay it. Even the media is like, hey, man, you know, this is just something that happens against with brothers, you know? This is just what happens, you know? I, I don't know about all that. Still, the number one team in the East playing, playing very, very well. Just having a rough spot. What do, do, does this right here affect the team going forward? No, like, if they don't make it out of the first round, Jimmy Butler's out of Miami type shit, or what? Nah, bro, they've been. This is <laughs> Wednesday for Jimmy Butler. I guarantee you this happens at practice at least once a month. <laughs> I would love to see it. You talk about, oh, we want film of the first practice of Miami Heat with LeBron and do it. No, 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 no. Give me Tuesday's film. <laughs> I don't want no 2000 shit. No, give me Tuesday's film. (laughs) And now I have a very, very credible source. It comes to me personally 
All right. This gentleman in New Orleans, he's a pastor. He's a good man. He says, Zion Williamson is in great shape. Great shape, shooting well, doing his thing. Taylor Fade, Zion Williams, comeback player of the real. Comeback player of the year next year. I'm going to fade it, bro. <laughs> I'm a man of faith. <laughs> me, me and Jorge Masvidal. Oh, yeah, that's next. Don't worry. Bro, I'm gonna... <laughs> oh, he looks good. Yeah, Zion Williamson saw the memes, lost 20 pounds, dunked a basketball, and told his pastor to – oh, I'm not, I'm not even a basketball fan. Zion Williams is so good for this community. All he wants to do is come back and play. Okay, bro. Yeah. Okay. That's all he wants. Ten I games left. He has a shot. Yeah, he wants, he wants <laughs> it. Yeah. At this point, at this point, Zion Williamson, if he plays 82 games in a season, he plays 55. Oh, yeah. It's a good season. Like, <laughs> my man. Like, comeback player of the year? After his rookie season, they were teaching him how to run. (laughs) People, like, I don't forget when I read things like that. They had to teach him how to run. (laughs) Like, this is a man who wears Naruto shoes. Like, come on. Hey, man, it's hard to run to those things. They like fly or whatever anime. Kids no, I, I do not have come Zion Williamson as my comeback player of the year because some random New Orleans pastor with no ulterior motive at all says Zion Williamson is losing weight and wants to be there. <laughs> hey, he did look like he was losing some weight. That turtleneck looked like a 5X, not a 6X. So, Bro, I mean, <laughs> doing his thing. Here's the thing. I don't think he's lost that much weight. You show a dark video of him dunking in black clothes. It's thinning. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Smoking mirrors, bro. Trust me. Trust me. I'm the heaviest I have ever been. I know if I'm going somewhere what I need to do <laughs> to look like I'm not the heaviest I've ever been. <laughs> Zion's just all blacked out. Just Tight black shirt with a V taper. <laughs> yeah. No, I my neck's not fat. It's a turtleneck, dude. It's a big, big turtleneck. It's Billy Siaga. You know, this is what they make it for. Yeah, and he's always been able to jump out the gym. The issue is if you notice in his dunk, he just about eats it when he lands. <laughs> <laughs> you notice that should too like stumble a little bit. Yeah, like hey, I Zion, thought he was maybe, getting back down the court, but I was like, ah, Zion, you're fucking height and weight. Do not go between your fucking legs. It's unnecessary. Hey, man. They say white man can't jump. Fuck that. Fat man can jump. He can do his thing. Bro, I mean, he's always had athleticism out the gym. Like, that's not, that's not an issue. Yeah. Here's the real question. I don't know why we're talking about the fucking Pelicans, other than the fact that somehow, some way, come back. they are potentially relevant as they could – they are a half game back of the Lakers. LeBron could have to play an away game in the playing tournament in New Orleans, which would be hilarious. Hey, bro, lose to Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum. Because <laughs> hey, although, hey, 
Spurs have won two in a row. Be careful. Pop ain't done yet. Only a game and a half back. Uh, We have three teams in the East. The Sixers, Bucks, and Celtics that are all uh, on winning streaks and are all one and a half games back from the Heat, tied for second place in the East. Mm. Which means uh, you'll either have a shot to play right now, and I think this will stay. This could shift a little bit, though. Uh, respectively, uh, Toronto, Chicago, or Cleveland, or Chicago in the playoffs. So, I mean, potentially some very tough matchups. Again, Miami might have to play Brooklyn, which is crazy that as the one seed, your reward is you get to play Brooklyn. A very, very unhealthy Brooklyn if Kyrie can't get his shit together. But, I mean, I don't think time. That series goes to six, but... Miami takes that one. Miami's really, really good. Oladipo, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, bam, here off the bench. This, they're super stacked. They have their only disadvantage is they don't really have a true big, big guy. Other than that, these boys can run. And they obviously, first team in the East, they're trying to take each other's heads off, but still, first team in the East. I don't know, man. I, I never count out Kevin Durant to take over a series. No, absolutely not. That's why I say six. And careful, it goes to seven. Because it could be legitly a Kyrie show, KD show. Kyrie, KD. Then the team. Because <laughs> the team is no slouch, too. I mean, you let, you let Steph shoot, he's going to put up 25 easy. Don't let him shoot. You know, I... I think there would be nothing better than the Heat going to the second spot and the Sixers to go to first so we could get that Nets Sixers just right out the way. Get it right out the way. I wouldn't hate that. Yeah. Ben, I think Ben at that point is, like, forced to come back and be I called mean, a bitch. Technically, the Heat already yeah. clinched. They can sit everybody if they want to. I don't – I think worst case, I mean – they could lose every game, and I don't think they'd be in the playing tournament. Nope. Unless everyone above them, everyone under them just wins all their games, which I don't think Cavs, Bulls, Celtics have a super tough matchup coming up. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I don't think that happens. But what is the best spot? If you were a team like the Heat, where, where, where do you want to sit? Do you really want to sit and try to deal with the Nets? And after dealing with the Nets, you would have to either deal with, like, the Bucks or the Cavs. Or would you want to go down to two and deal with um, Celtics or the – I think I'd want to try to match up with Cleveland. Yeah. I feel like that would be a great, great matchup. Are the Bulls at 100%? Lonzo's mm, not back yet. That's what I thought. I mean, that would be that would be a tough series, but that's another one that I would look at. 
from Miami specifically, though, the, I don't think Toronto is that good. My whole thing with Toronto is if I'm in Miami, that's a long flight. Yeah. Long flight. Absolutely. And in the West, boy, the book, man, Timberwolves versus the Suns. What a game. They got granted last night. The Timberwolves did lose. I feel like there were some calls that were just super shitty, but I'm not even going to be talking about the refs. There's no point in talking about that. We go talk about the attitude. Dude, I'm going to talk about the refs because that flagrant one on Cat was the game changer. I mean, yeah, but it's like, fuck, man. These refs, they get in the way of good-ass games. And this is a game they should have just stayed away and let them boys play. I mean, Booker was having a good night. Aiden was having a good night. But our boys are still in the game. Like, Cat, who is this guy? He was not this guy game one of this season. He was no. not this guy. He I, developed, like, three years in three months. I just want it on the record that since I apologized to Cat, the Wolves have lost two straight. Oh, shit. There it is. Now that you and Cat are good, now Cat's going to play back to his <laughs> back to his old ways. <laughs> but I'll say this. This is the, like, last night was a prime example of why, like, Cat frustrates me because it's great that he scores a lot of points, but he needed last night to not be fucking around with, uh, what, Crowder. James needed, Crowder. James what? Crowder. Yeah, he needed to be manning up and shutting down DeAndre Ayton because the Wolves do not have anyone else who can match up on a true five. And in the and in the playoffs against this, like I'm just looking, man. They're gonna run in, they're gonna have to run through DeAndre Ayton one way or another. They might get Jokic. Like there are a lot of big fives that can give him a lot of trouble. Rudy Gobert can play big. Who knows? There, Aiden, Valanchunas for Grizzlies, um, Jokic for the Nuggets, AD with LeBron or with Lakers. Yeah, there's a lot of big guys that will give Cat a very, very strong push in the paint. But that's probably another thing that we should have addressed during free agency. We needed a big, we needed a five. We should have given up that late first pick that we have coming from, I don't know where the fuck, I think it's the heat. I don't know where we got it. We got a, we got a second first. We should have traded that for Montez Harold. Yeah. I, I would have thought about if we could have for the right big, I would have thought about moving uh, Malik Beasley. Ah, yes. That's tough because I wouldn't want to take anything away from this team or trade anything off because Beasley is your spot-up shooter. He's your guy that's just going to knock it the fuck down, and that's it. Pat's not a big shooter. D'Lo's more of a drive-and-shoot guy. Beasley can do his thing there. Cat, I mean, or not Cat, Ant does it all. Beasley's that guy that just stands there and shoots. You know, you don't want to lose that. But then again, when Aiden's getting career-high numbers against your big, that's tough. I don't think uh, Harris and Reed is going to make it happen. Harris, Reed, or Prince is going to make it happen for you. 
that's our three bigs that are behind Cat, and it's just like, uh. And I don't think, you know, no offense, I don't, no offense to DeAndre Aiden, I don't think he's that dynamic of a big. No, very basic, in the paint, strong, go up and get it type of guy. And that's just all, that's everything he did last night. The dirty points, the second rebounds, the tip balls in, that's just what Aiden did. But, yeah, the Timberwolves uh, still making a very, very good, strong push in these playoffs. One game back from the Nuggets from the sixth seed. That gives them just a four- or five-day break. Young guys, they get that. They'll be able to run. Chris Finch, congratulations, man. I we I dragged your name in the mud. I thought that you weren't it. I honestly wanted to bring in a minority head coach, but Chris Finch is a defensive guy, guy that we know and was here somewhat before. I think he was an assistant before he went to Toronto. But shout out to you, man. Completely changed Cat's career. You brought in a guy that's going to be pretty much a baby Jimmy Butler, call you a bitch when you need to be called a bitch. It works out. It really works out, man. Like, we are now in the position where, well, Minnesota's now in the position where the Twins, Wild, Timberwolves, and Vikings all look good. First time in, like, decades. I only, I want to go back and tell you, maybe 91? I mean, I don't know about the Vikings, but yeah. Wild and the Twins and the Timberwolves look really good. <laughs> Was needs pitching, but we'll get into that fucking way later. Fuck this shit. Yeah, they sure can. They scored 120. All right. I got it for you. You ready? Let's hear it. In this corner, weighing 155 from Dublin, Ireland, inmate 33452, Connor McGregor. In this corner, weighing 155 from Miami, Florida, inmate 44682, Jorge Masvidal. Low-key, I do love the idea of that fight for both of them. Since Masvidal, since Masvidal isn't anywhere close to uh, a belt and McGregor, jeez, I mean... He doesn't. He doesn't see any threat with Luzman. Yeah, I don't think he he's. That. I don't think he's watching. I think he's watching the same film that Tyreek's watching. <laughs> well, if you do not know, let's start off with Connor. Connor was arrested for reckless driving, dangerous driving. Arrested again in the news, getting arrested again. I think he's fine, actually. I think he's, he's out just- now. I think he's just out because he wasn't – they test him for drugs and alcohol and he was clean. There you go. So driving like a jackass. Driving like a jackass and cro- crossed into the wrong cop. Cop that dropped his donut on the floor and now he's just being a dick or something. Hey, in Dublin, you probably shouldn't drive 150 or whatever the fuck you were doing. And then Jorge – Urban, My- Urban Meyer can do it. Why can't Connor? <laughs> Urban Meyer has real pull. <laughs> He's still in Ohio State living his best life right now, right? 
<laughs> and moving on to Jorge Masvidal, which is um, pretty interesting. Um, Jorge Masvidal um, spots Colby uh, Covington at a restaurant. Uh, Masvidal hoodie up with a mask on. Sucker pushes Colby Covington twice. Reports that Kobe's missing a tooth. And Jorge Masvidal is now in jail for battery, domestic battery? No. Assault. Uh, criminal mischief and assault, I think. Criminal mischief and assault, which if Kobe presses charges, he's a real bitch. But Bro, fuck that. It's a, it, like, if he squared up, it'd be one thing. Sucker punch. Fuck it. Like, what are you going to do? Fight him in the backyard like Kimbo Slice? Yeah, dude. Fucking take his money. They ain't paying you shit anyways. I would definitely be like, fuck you. Let's get back in the ring. Yeah, but I don't think that does him any good. Because he's he he has beat him already. Mm-hmm. Wasn't an incredible fight. Wasn't I don't know. Good. I mean... Do you? I mean, you maybe can get more pay per views now. Maybe this sells it better. But man, I don't. I don't necessarily know about that. And yeah, I just like if you're going for a title shot, quit fucking around Masvidal. He's not. Kobe Covington's not going for a title fight right now. He's not. He's gonna go fight Dustin. He has. He has an agenda. He has a list of guys that he wants to take out. Reason for that? So he's literally just going to be the fucking DC and Usman's going to just be his John Jones? Pretty, in a sense, I would say like that because I don't think Kobe's ever going to give him a hands-to-hand fight, which he shouldn't. It's UFC. Use your skill. Masvidal needs to do better on the ground. What I'm saying right now is if you're saying DC, like whatever you want, DC and Jones, I think that's Usman and Covington, because nobody's calling Covington. Nobody's calling for Usman right now. I would say that Kobe Covington is the interim champion of the whole league, because he's gonna go get Dustin number two. He took out um, Masvidal. That was six. If Connor keep running his mouth, if Dustin beats him, if or Kobe beats Dustin, Kobe's gonna talk his shit to Connor, because Usman is just. On a different level. Like on some like if Usman retires right now, it'll be that like, cool. You're like Khabib, go. Go. But I, I think Usman is way beatable. He is really beatable. You just gotta play him, fight him right. Khabib's a different monster. You just, you're not gonna get in and do anything with Khabib. He's not gonna let you do shit. Usman, he has a chink in the arm. Just got to find a fighter to do it. Connor thinks he could do it, which if I got old Connor versus Usman now, I would probably give it to Connor. Because old Connor was just how precise he was at striking. I don't think he'll let Usman get to him, or I don't think he'll let Usman get to him on the ground. But at 170, that's tough. That's super tough at 170. 155, 145? Oh, yeah. Connor's cleaning all that shit up. Yeah, we ain't seen that. Connor Connor, we haven't out. seen that Connor in a minute, though. Yeah, Connor so doesn't want to go back to 155. Yeah, Connor doesn't want to go back to 155. The real money and the real comp is in 170, and he's just not there. 
there's a thing when a motherfucker loses his fire. And I think Connor definitely lost his fire. Too high, too much money, untouchable when it comes to finances and what his organization does overseas that he doesn't have to do it anymore. But when he does, he looks bad. New coach, new team, new all that shit. That do nothing for you. At least not the team he's got. Yeah. He is, again, the he's not he's not fighting cowboy. Cowboy's not out there anymore. No. Bro, I the Khabib is a bitch. I'm gonna say it. Name a guy that could be Khabib right now. I'm just saying Khabib saying that. All the what is it? All the one fifty fivers, all the middleweights just refused to fight Kobe because he called the cops, bro. The only thing, do you not read that? I I must have missed that one, bro. Khabib put out a statement saying, uh, like just because uh you could beat someone in the ring doesn't give you the right to talk about their family, and all the one fifty fivers, like the fact that he involved the police is bullshit and. All 155ers should refuse to fight uh, Colby Covington. Which, again... You don't bring up people's kids. Bro, you don't do it, especially a, in a fight game. He called him a deadbeat dad. He didn't bring up his kids. Bro, in public, he probably said he's a deadbeat dad. But the other transactions, I'm pretty sure your kid's going to grow up like a bitch like you. That's talking about your kids. Your baby mama ain't shit. That's already talking about your kids and your family and all that other shit. Forehead had all right, all right to go punch this dude in the face. The way he did it, shitty. Then square, then square the fuck up. Exactly. Kobe, you bitch, what's up? I'm here. Now, Forehead was probably by himself. And Kobe probably has his people with him, so he doesn't want to get jumped. Sure, I get it, but yo, fight me, pussy. Hands right now. And if you give him that shot and he goes, man, fuck you, then punch him in his face. But if you walk up to him and punch him, it's shitty. But he did talk about your family. You don't let that shit slide. You don't, no matter where, no matter every single time. I think every single time they see each other is going to be on site. And replacing veneers is expensive, I heard. So Kobe has a pretty big bill to fix his little grill up. Uh, Technically, Jorge has the bill. <laughs> his, his lawyers are going to get that money. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure he's going to sue. Baseball. Literally one week away. Are you excited? We both got our fucking team hats on. It's going to be great. Boston looks really well this year. Twins doing a thing. Baseball is back. I can't wait. They got to figure out what the hell they're going to do. They got a week left to bring out those uh, big old tarps and put them in the where the bases go. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm I am not as excited as you. That's for sure. But it'll be it'll be fun to have baseball back opening day. And then we'll pay attention for a couple weeks and then I can catch back up in September. Yeah, pretty much. That's we're gonna break it all down for April and then we'll get back to you in September. <laughs> oh man. But this is a good year. We got the World Cup coming up. 
Baseball is getting going. Draft is in the, at the end of the next month. Football pretty much starts from there. Well, it goes the football, like, gray area, where it's, like, training camp and all that other shit where we won't see Lamar throw again. Fucking Hill is outrunning every ball that gets thrown his way. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Bro, while we're on the UFC, good look or bad luck that uh, Patty the Batty, 12 to show, 12 to win. Awful. That's ugly. Like, I know there's a fair amount of, like, hey, man, you signed the contract, entry-level deal. Like, people knew who he was, but not, like, totally who he was. Yeah. The UFC definitely gave him a much larger platform. Because I didn't, I didn't, I don't follow fucking Cage Warriors. I, I had no idea who he was until he showed up in the UFC, and they were like, "Oh, highly touted." Yeah. Uh, Where? Uh, but man, I don't, I don't know. Like, I know, like Dana doesn't do holdouts, so no. You gotta you gotta kind of figure that out, but that I think that is a, a terrible look for, for the, the UFC. UFC. I mean one of your one of your top young talents. Yeah, that's I don't know what especially because he head, he's headlining the car. Like he wasn't unless, the headliner though. He wasn't the main fight. I mean, but he was. I mean, he was the only name on the. He was the only real true name on the card, but. Yeah. I don't know. It's very, it's very, very interesting. How I mean, it's always it's this conversation is always going to be a battle, fighters versus Dana on money and what they make and, like, we never see true revenue numbers from each event, like. Yeah. And then you're having some of these fights at the apex, which you get no fans in there, so you're like you'd have nothing coming in through the door. Well, the fact that he called his shot and said, "Bring me to London, I'll I'll blow the roof off the place," and that's what he did. I feel like, and, and again, that's the other issue. Like this was an ESPN Plus card, mm-hmm. so like there are no pay per views to like give out necessarily. Oh, yeah. So. Man, that, that's just tough. That's just real tough. But I, I, I do well, like when you're looking at like young stars, you look at, I think I talked to you, Gable Stevenson, uh, heavyweight from the U of M. Uh, he is a undefeated uh, gold medal wrestler. He has already signed his deal. A lot of people are saying he should fight MMA, be a great heavyweight, blah, blah, blah. He is going to the WWE. Uh, there's another wrestler. Um, uh, I forget what his name is. Uh, AJ Ferrari, I think. Yep. I know you're about. He's. I I only know him because he went viral talking about how much he deadlifts, and I thought it was awesome. But uh, also, I signed an NIL deal with the W with uh, like AEW. Yeah. Professional wrestling. Like, I think at some point, at some point, I don't know necessarily with how things are going. 
And I get it. The UFC is not the minor leagues. Dana doesn't want people. Dana wants less CM punks. Mm-hmm. More. Uh, who's your boy? Who just got his ass kicked. From Bellator. Oh, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler. More Michael Chandler's less CM punks. But at some point, like you got to you got to really be helping out with resources to try to nurture some of these big names because the UFC for a casual UFC viewer is very lacking on big names. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's always been a flux, but when it comes to UFC and 12 and 12 doesn't help. No, but with the, with the WWE and WA or W or AEW and all that, Cleaner career, less injuries, uh, more money, more TV exposure, and you don't have to come down from the trenches to work your way up to see if Dana might like you. Like, that's just, they need to do more for sure. But then again, guys are making 250, prime guys are making what, 100K a fight? with the bonus, but they're making millions off of endorsements. The UFC is pretty much giving you the fucking platform to put your face on there. You have to work hard to see if someone else will give you some more money. Well, that's what I'm saying though, man. I think uh, true or false, it is far easier to develop a wrestler into a striker than a striker into a grappler or a wrestler. hundred percent. These are like these young college guys coming out. That, like that's where you get the DCs. That's where you get some of these guys. So ha- getting a guy at his prime, so we're not getting these. The heavyweight champion is thirty-eight years old. I think that's good for the sport and growing the sport younger and younger. You're not going to get like your. There are very few, you know, Chase Hoopers out there who are have been like could be fighting professional MMA since they were like sixteen. Yeah, I, I, I know for a while, like when we had. Uh, who was it? Gustafson? Was Gustafson. he supposed to be like the new GSP? Alexander Gustafson, yep. Like, kid who's grew up not training jujitsu or anything, training MMA. We were supposed to start seeing those guys, and I feel like it's kind of slowed down. And maybe it's just because there's so many other promotions out there who are paying more than 12 and 12, and people are like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I'll take the – I will take the, the money over the name, but – Dang, they the, I think the UFC has to figure it out because something's got to give. And I know, I mean, this isn't the NFL, this isn't Major League Baseball. The UFC is not going to go from 12 and 12 to 60 and 60 mm-hmm. overnight. Like it's been kind of a slow build as it's going, and they really do value their infrastructure. But man, I I just think you got to do better for 12 and 12 for a guy who's like no one would argue was the main driver behind that car. Pretty much. I don't understand what's wrong with 50 and two, uh, 100 and 200. That's the best way to go. 100,000. Come in, fight four times a year, make pretty much half a million with bonuses and all the other shit. And work your way from there. Shit. Even if you want to go, like, Dana's going to give out a million in bonuses at the end of every card. Like, last card, he just gave everybody who finished a fight 50 grand. Like, that's yep. dope. Like, that's fine, but, like, again, you can't count on that. Right. You can't have that bit. Maybe I get it, maybe I don't. Maybe I could pay the bills or maybe I can't, depending on if this dude 
fucking knocks me out or not. Yeah. No, totally get it. Totally get it. But I think for the UFC, I think their time starts ticking once Bellator can bring in a Connor, bring in a Jones, bring in like they had that uh what's his name? Like Viper or something. Like the oh, dude was just Michael Viper. Yeah. Whatever. Dude yeah. was killing it. Dude did three, yeah, my, did three sixty spins, knocking dudes out, all that shit. But then what happened to him? He got touched once and now he's just never been the same dude again. They need a guy like that, but that's actually truly dominant to go, you UFC pussies are whack. Or come see me at Bellator. People will go, oh shit. Yeah, honestly, they that that's the key. I mean, here's the thing, the UFC is always gonna be king. What they need is they need Bellator to get a big enough fighter to call, to get Dana White to take such notice that they fight and they split the promotion. They almost had with Fedor, they took too long. But, but like we were listening, we were hearing about Fedor and Brock for fucking ever. like that was, I feel like that was like a decade. Probably not nearly that long, but that, I feel like that was a long time. Dude, I but, think they actually fought, but it was like a boxing match, like ten years after the fact, and it wasn't it wasn't under either one of them. Honestly, maybe the maybe the key is like they need to get like the gaming commission to step in and make it so you can't have such long contracts because I think that's what kills is like I think the two names I can think of Ben Askren, Michael Chandler, who have had success elsewhere and come to the UFC. Issues, they're just both old. Yep. Like, if we could get them three fights before they came over, they might have been champs. The issue is, by the time they came on, they were already on their, their last legs. They don't have that many fights left. Right. So, I mean, maybe they, they set it so that, you know, you can only sign a two-fight deal. That way there's more negotiating. There's, uh, you know, more going on, more opportunities. But... Yeah, I, that, that's a tough situation because I, I feel like it's been a while since there's truly been like a can't-miss name, a guy that I will go no matter where I'm at and I will find that card. Patty the Batty might be it, and now he's making 12 and 12. His contract's up in the Bellator is like, hey, we'll let you promote Barstool Sportsbook and we'll pay you a million, a million, million to show, million to win. I feel like if Dana counters that, 80 80 he's not gonna stay you know no no and with a powerhouse like barstool shit they might even take over Bellator. and then i think at that point you might have ufc shaking in their boots ufc is king but only until everyone collectively gets together and goes all right fuck this shit ufc is just king because it's easier to say <laughs> ufc bellator <laughs> I mean, but again, they do have the best fighters, and until Maybe. another another outfit can prove that pound for pound, top to bottom, their roster is just as good or better, the UFC belt is still going to be king. Yeah. So Michael Chandler came over. He said, I got one last shot to prove I could be the best of the best. And that's not working out. No. Now he's just cowboy. 
Pretty much. I think he has another fight coming up soon. Yeah. May 7th, he's fighting uh, Tony Ferguson. That'd be a good fight. That's going to be a really good fucking fight. I mean, again, that, but again, it's not a title fight. That's what we're going to, I think that's what we're going to get out of Tony Ferguson. That's what we're going to get out of him. That might be what we get out of Colby Covington. That's what we're going to get out of Masvidal. Hey, can we just get some good classic fights where you're going to get a, a, you know, a fight night bonus? Because I, mean, I don't think any of them have what it takes to compete for a belt anymore. I mean, it could be for a title fight, for a title shot. Because you got Tony, you got Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. I don't know where the ranking is, but the champion in that one oh, is two in a row. The champion is uh, Charles Oliveira, and that division is a little bit weird, man. Like there's you, I think the top four guys is fucking Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Michael Chandler, and Tony Ferguson. That division is just all weird, man. but. They do fight May 7th. Uh, we have an amazing card coming up. Um, two weeks. Alexander Volkanovsky is going to defend his title against the Korean Zombie, which Ooh, is I, going to be amazing. Bro, I didn't know the Korean Zombie was still fighting. Oh, and he's fighting for a title, bro. <laughs> bro, I haven't heard I haven't heard that name in forever. It's been like the last time I can remember hearing about the korean zombie was when he got picked apart by cub swanson that was like five years ago yeah well how many fight nights do you sit around and watch not as many as you yeah i've seen maybe three of his fights this dude's pretty fucking good alexander's gonna have a crazy crazy time with the korean zombie then we have the rematch of peter yan versus Aljamain sterling which is going to be Pretty, pretty decisive. I think Peter Jan's gonna come in and fucking kill him, like and he then, did the first time. Yeah, oh, you did the knee. Oh my god, my head hurts. Shut up. Then you got Baby Khabib versus Gilbert Burns, which will catapult Baby Khabib to Usman. And if that's the case, I think that's where you'll see a true rivalry. Because uh, Jamevic, I don't even know how to say his last name. That's why I call him Baby Khabib. Kamats? Uh, Chimav? Kim- yeah, I don't know. Shemaz Kimovich, whatever his name is. Baby Khabib. He wins yeah. against Gilbert Burns. Then it's going to be like, well, I have options. Because now I can go fight Kobe. I could go fight Dustin. I could go fight Usman because nobody's talking about him. And then that's where you'll see just Khabib all over again. Pure wrestling, punching, submissions, just wear you down and fuck you up. Will he do it to Usman? I don't know. Usman's really, really, really big in the shoulders and has been wrestling his whole life. But then again, I said the same shit about a lot of fighters that fight Khabib, and they got fucking destroyed. Again, it's just <laughs> another reason why you need to start recruiting more wrestlers. Yeah, pretty fucking much. But then again, I maybe 80% of UFC fans do not like when shit gets to the ground. And I love it. 
you just got to really know wrestling. You got to really know what the guys really want to do. And when you do that, it's just – when it gets to the ground, it's a chess game. And it's probably, I think, probably the best thing in UFC. Hands, knockouts, all that shit is cool. But when a guy is on the ground and he looks like he is completely out of it and then gets a triangle choke out of nowhere, that's real skill. Real skill. Gables would have been fucking crazy here. In the UFC, Gables would have been a monster. And the heavyweights, too. Can you name the heavyweight champion right now? No. <laughs> no. Oh, dude. It's a, what you call it? Um, Is it a Russian? No. Oh, maybe. No, it's like the old dude, isn't it? Yeah, it's the old dude that won out of nowhere. Fuck it. I keep forgetting his goddamn name. I want to say Dan Hardy, but I know that's not it. That's definitely not it. Uh, oh, <laughs> sorry. Francis Ngannou. The lightweight, oh. light heavyweight champion is uh, Glover Teixeira. Glover, that was it. <laughs> Glover Teixeira, yep. Francis Ngannou is a champion, which he probably won't fight for a while because he's in contract shit. And then Izzy, I don't no. This Nigerian pack is kind of shitty because there's probably no better fight that the UFC can make more money on than putting a UFC card in Nigeria and having Izzy and Usman fight. They should have it in Akon City. There it is. Like Fire Fight Island, Acorn City. Buy our tickets with acorns or whatever the fuck you call it over there. Oh, like that would be fucking awesome. Oh man, this league. Let me tell you, all leagues could be way better if you just fucking a give them more money for them to work with, or b. Give them more money to work with. That's about it. Bro, I didn't realize Villanova was small until I saw them up against Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So I love some of these fucking shots. Yeah. Oh. Arkansas with the first half win for the boy here. Let's go. Gonzaga might lose Arkansas. That shit would be kind of weird. These refs are calling this game super close. Oh. Want to do picks? Yeah, let's do some picks. Do some picks. It's time for the moment you've been waiting for. The money back guaranteed picks of the week. Funny how it actually 
Time for Picks of the Week. May 7th, you want to go to Chicago for the UFC fights? Yeah, kind of. Fighting. So, my picks for this weekend, I'm going to keep it pretty simple. On Friday, I'm going to take my UCLA Bruins over UNC. I heard a lot of a lot of people say UMC can take UCLA all the way to the break and win this game. I still think UCLA is going to win. Saturday, I'm going to take the Minnesota Wild money line over the Blue Jackets. And on Sunday, I'm going to take the Timberwolves money line over the Celtics. And for your guys' amusement, because I never get it right, I'm going to take Ryan Blaney and Martin Truex Jr. to win the Echo Park Automotive race on Sunday. Going to be fun. Make sure you check it out, 2.30 on TV. Bro, uh, Italy is not going to the World Cup. What? Italy is not did not qualify for the World Cup. I mean, like the champions for the last like forever. That Italy team is so good all they, every year. Apparently, they lost to North Macedonia. That is insane. Hey, United States, let's comp. Let's go. Let's do it. We got a big game against Mexico today where we're missing five starters. My money is But don't worry about it. Got the win. Uh, Okay. My picks. I'm going to take uh, Washington Capitals. Money line over the Buffalo Sabres. This is all going to be Friday. I'm going to take Winnipeg. Puck line, minus one and a half over the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to take uh, Philadelphia. Or no, I'm going to take Colorado, minus one and a half over Philly. I'm going to take Calgary, minus one and a half over the Yotes. And I'm going to take the Wild on Saturday, minus one and a half over uh, what Columbus. Columbus and uh, that is going to be, I'm going to tell you on that one, because that is going to be Mark andre Fleury's wild debut. Oh, yeah, I'm taking one and a half. Have to. He's gonna do his thing. So that that's what I got. I'm gonna stick to hockey because all of my basketball is going on right now. Because I'm lazy with the social. And I didn't get it up, but that's fine. That's fine. That's, that's what happens until we get that promo code. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. It was a great show. I mean, not really. I mean. We got five picks, whatever. <laughs> make sure you're the players, huh? <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. Uh, make sure you're checking out our socials. We're on IG, money underscore back underscore podcast. Make sure you check us out on Twitter, at moneybackpod. I was trying to start a fight with uh, Bart Scott uh, on Twitter because he took the Chiefs out of the top five, which he is ridiculous. He's not responded back yet, so he don't want to smoke. I will pay to watch that UFC fight. Me too. I'm not playing in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're off until next week. Make sure you check out our episodes. 
next week make sure you check out all our episodes this one and all our old one we're on all platforms so check us out like subscribe share thank you for listening go chiefs oh no juju just did a tiktok in a chiefs jersey oh my god i'm out of here look at look at him go <laughs> no Oh, oh, oh. This is my life. <laughs> I'm gonna send you every single one <laughs> to figure out if Juju's okay with the team. I gotta check out his TikTok. <laughs> oh god. Oh god. Have fun. We'll see you next week for an update on this. <laughs> oh god. <laughs>